Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. You're listening to episode number 226, Lift With Your Strength. This is an episode that I am excited to share with you today as I'm learning in real time the importance of using our strengths in myriad ways in our lives. You may notice that my happy class episode last weekend referred to this idea of character strengths. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it, dig in a little deeper, and hopefully give you some practical examples of using your strengths in important ways and leaning into those rather than focusing on what you're not great at or what you feel like you don't have natural ability in, letting those things be while you focus on what's going well, while you focus on the strengths in yourself and in others. As I get started today, I thought I'd share a fun segment called Odd Jobs. I thought I was done with this. And then as I was walking into the podcast studio this morning, I realized that I've acquired another little odd job that I'm super excited about. And I'm going to tell you all about it. One reason I might not have thought of this as an odd job as I've gone through, I don't know, 20 or 30 different jobs over the last four and a half years of this show is that I don't technically get paid. So I guess it's more of an odd favor that I like to do from time to time. I am a part-time amateur floral designer and have been for years, and I love it. Most of my floral design happens at home for myself. However, I have had several really fun opportunities to do floral design for others. That and other types of you know, creative installations as well. One of my first creative installations that included florals was years ago, I was hired by Bumble, so I actually was paid in this instance, by Bumble, the app, to create a photo backdrop for one of their events. And I, at the time, was making these big floral flowers. So I was making giant-sized flowers out of paper. And I made 
you know, a dozen or more of these giant flowers and I installed them at the site. And then I also added fresh florals and greens to sort of bring the whole thing to life. That installation is on my website. I will link it in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Also, I have a link to the DIY for these giant flowers that I created probably nine, eight or nine years ago. And there's a full DIY on my blog if you're interested. Coming up for Mother's Day or for springtime, they're great for baby showers, for weddings, for all sorts of things. These giant flowers, and they're really pretty simple to make. A few years after that, or maybe around the same time, a year or two in there, I went to Alt Summit and I had applied to create a photo backdrop using balloons and the swinging chair that was really cool. And so once we had all the, the balloons blown up and tied together and linked around the chair, then I went ahead and added florals and greens as well to this. It was so beautiful, this really whimsical installment. And that, again, is on my blog, and I will link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Over the you know decade since I started kind of playing around with that, I have had a couple opportunities to do flowers for weddings. And this is like the pinnacle most fun for me. I had my good friend's daughter get married and she had some plants and some other things that they were using. And I volunteered to have an an odd favor of doing the fresh floral arrangements. They included beautiful little peony and fern and rose arrangements that we actually planted like I I arranged them into floral foam and then we planted them underneath the wood chips because her daughter had this ring ceremony out in the woods and so it was this really fairyland magical where the fresh flowers that I had arranged looked like they were growing out of the aisle it was really really cool that one I don't have on the blog but I will grab a picture of it and put it on the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast episode 226. You can find it there. And then I also made these really pretty floral crowns for the flower girls. It was so fun and just kind of pulling together all of these things that I love and feeling like I can express this creative outlet. Last week, I made some really fun little arrangements for my own 40th birthday party. I had this beautiful sit-down dinner and arranged different types of flowers and the colors that matched the vibe and the invitation and everything along this U-shaped table for my dinner. Again, I'll throw some pictures of that into the show notes. Uh, There will be a blog post coming up about the whole party and the sort of the ins and outs and the details. If you're curious about that, it was really, really fun, and I'm glad that I did it. And upcoming next weekend, I have the opportunity to do the flowers for another friend's wedding. She is a good friend from the gym, and we were chatting about her upcoming nuptials and the details, and I love weddings, and I love events, and all the pieces just feel so fun to me. And she said, the only thing that we don't really have nailed down is the florist or flowers. And I said, if you are up for having an amateur, I will step in and do that for you. I would love to. And I feel like it's a gift to me to give me the opportunity to create these really fun arrangements and installations for the event. So I've been involved in the ordering of the flowers and some of she had like a vision board with her wedding planner of all the things. And then I'm going to come in and create the floral arrangements for the tables and for the backdrop for the actual ceremony. And I've been giddy thinking about it. I told Dave after I offered to help with the flowers for this wedding. I told Dave, it doesn't make sense on paper at all because I have so many things going on in life right now. I have an event coming up. I'm traveling a lot in March. I have full-time school. I've got the kids. I've got my business and all of these different aspects of life. And when 
this idea popped into my head to sort of offer my services for this wedding, it was a whole body yes. It was like the thing that felt the most fun and the most exciting to me to do. And I'm learning as I get older and as I get a little bit more intuitive to trust those things, that it doesn't have to make sense and it's okay for me to put other things down for a while to let the thing that feels like it's going to fill me with energy and with vitality and with joy have a place in the forefront of my life. So odd florist, odd job florist coming up. (laughs) In fact, I mentioned uh, last week that I have had a couple fun ideas for a new business venture, and one of them involves flowers. So turning maybe this this part-time odd favor into possibly a part-time venture and small business in a a really meaningful and thoughtful way. And I'm excited to explore the avenues a little further before I dive all the way in, but I'm feeling pretty excited about that. So my current odd job is an odd favor of being a part-time favor florist. And maybe at some point in the future, it will be more than just an odd favor and possibly become part of an odd job. Today's show is sponsored by Native. I'm a candy girl. Valentine's Day is one of my favorite holidays because of all of the sweet treats around, and I am loving Native's new limited edition candy shop collection. Like all of the Native products, these are thoughtfully formulated to keep me feeling and smelling deliciously fresh all day long. You know Native is an aluminum-free deodorant. They keep their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients that you understand, like coconut oil, shea butter, and baking soda. Their really fun limited edition candy shop collection features scents like gummy bears, strawberry and vanilla taffy, and sour berry belt. I got the strawberry vanilla taffy and Plum, my daughter, promptly took it away from me because she loved the scent so much. She's right at that tricky age where I think her using a natural deodorant is perfect for her changing body and being aware of hygiene. And it's really fun to be able to include a delicious smelling scent for her. Right now, you can go to nativedo.com slash livefree or use the promo code livefree at checkout to get a sweet 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash livefree or use the promo code livefree at checkout for 20% off your first order. That could include one of their fresh scented deodorants or even one of their body washes, which are also my very favorite. Head to nativedo.com slash livefree and give it a try. Today's show is also sponsored by Pros. If you haven't tried Pros, let me tell you a little bit about it. They make custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Pros starts by asking about your hair goals. With my baby fine hair, it's usually volume and shine. Next, their in-depth consultation asks you about you as a person. I was surprised by a couple of the questions like, what's your zip code, your eating habits, or your level of exercise? Next, Pros will analyze all of your answer and handpick clean ingredients to help you reach your hair goals. I only wash my hair once a week, and since I started using Pros, I get more compliments on how great my hair looks all week long. My hair is shinier, fuller, and stronger. Pros can help you achieve your hair goals this year. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash livefree. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash livefree for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off your order. It's so fun for me to get to share some of these sponsors and companies that I use and appreciate and that make my life really great. It's really funny sometimes when my Cloud 10 podcast sponsor manager sends me an email 
you know, asking about my interest in a certain brand, when I say, oh, yeah, I'm a current customer or, yeah, we've been using that for years, that feels really aligned and it is really fun to be able to have the show supported in this way. Now, I want to tell you about when I learned to rock climb. This was years ago. Probably not when I learned, but when I really got into it. I I learned to rock climb young. I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, in a city surrounded by mountains. I have a very outdoors-oriented family. And so from the time I was young, probably 6, 8, 10, I could put on a harness. I learned to do that cool double overhand knot that you use as you're getting started and then would climb a little bit here and there with my dad, mostly with my dad, sometimes with friends and family. When I got to college, that was when I really dug in. And I've shared about this in other contexts before that I started to rock climb partially because of the beauty of flow, being able to be there present only and not have any interruptions and time would sort of warp into where I was just there, like in the vortex of trying to just reach for the next hold on the wall. I learned quickly when I started getting more interested in rock climbing that I much preferred bouldering, which is rock climbing closer to the ground. You don't have to use ropes. You often put down what's called a crash pad so that if you do fall that you don't land on the dirt. In a gym, often the floors are really bouncy and you don't go above maybe 10 or 12 feet. When you're scaling a higher wall, normally you would be roped in. There's lots of different kinds of climbing. And in fact, if you're interested in rock climbing or in just being riveted on the edge of your seat, you could watch a movie about when Alex Honnold, who is a incredible rock climber, free soloed a big mountain called El Capitan in the Yosemite Valley. Free Solo is the name of the show documentary about it, and it's fascinating. It's so fun to watch. Even if you aren't interested in rock climbing, it's like beyond. This is... Anyway, so I highly recommend Free Solo. Let me get back to little old 18, 19-year-old Miranda in the rock climbing gym in Provo, Utah, using rock climbing as a stress reliever, as a coping mechanism. Um, I was going through a breakup and just needed to be able to focus on something other than what was happening in my real life. Something that you'll learn if you if you are a rock climber, you get into rock climbing, or that rock climbers are it's, it's a really cool community. People are pretty friendly and interactive, especially in bouldering, where often you can go by yourself, and so you'll be climbing, working on a problem, a, a section of wall with particular tape that like shows you where the the problem is, where the root is. You may spend a whole day, like three or four hours, working on one particular problem. I would go by myself and oftentimes have, you know, random strangers, climbers who were there, offer tips and suggestions. And one of the times someone told me, you got to lift with your legs. Now imagine hanging on a rock wall. And so you've got your arms like clasping on, you're clutching onto these holds or onto the rock itself. And you're sort of hanging there and your feet are on holds as well. And you're just trying to reach for that next hold. You're you're trying to just go up a little bit. My instinct, my natural instinct was to use my arms to kind of pull myself up like a pull-up so that I could get high enough to reach that next thing. And this friendly neighborhood rock climber stood behind me for a little while and, and watched and said, you know what? You're not really using your legs. You need to stand up and use the strength in your legs. And of course, my legs are four or five times stronger than my arms, my little chicken arms up there hanging on training so hard to like use all of that strength in my arms. And when I trusted in the strength of my legs, where 
I had much more strength and I allowed myself to stand up tall on those knees that had been bent, come out of that crouch position, I had three more feet that I could reach just using the strength in my legs, extending through that strength, I was able to climb higher and more easily than if I was using my arms alone. This metaphor came to me over the last few weeks as I've been studying strengths, how when we use our strengths, we get further and are more satisfied with our lives than if we focus on building up what might otherwise be weaknesses. Here's the truth about my body and and most human bodies and rock climbing. I could work on building the strength in my arms for a decade and they would still never be as strong as the strength in my legs. Just the way that we're built, the way that I'm built physiologically, my bicep strength will never exceed the strength of my quads unless I was injured or something. Where I'm naturally strong is where I can rely on that strength for lift. When we lift with our strength, everything is easier. Everything gets higher, gets better. This might seem kind of obvious, but I want you to think about your life growing up and some of the messages you may have heard about strengths and weaknesses. One thing that I know for sure is that I have a pretty ingrained idea that using my strengths or talking about my strengths or focusing on my strengths is a little bit arrogant, that there's some pride or like lack of humility in knowing what you're good at and being okay with that, like being excited about it and using those things. Does it feel that way for you? Did did you ever get a message around, you know, not focusing on your strengths, not leaning into your strengths, not talking about them, not using them fully? so that you didn't come across like a show off. I'm just curious if that was your experience as well. Another thing that I realize may be very particular to me and the religious culture that I was brought up in, I learned over and over again about how my weaknesses would make me strong. That if I focused on my weakness and built it up, that then I could be equally strong like across all of my my character and all of my life. In fact, It was, this is sort of anecdotal, but I grew up in a fully volunteer-run organization. So when you went to church on Sunday, the teachers in the classes were volunteers. The men who were leading the congregation were volunteers. The music leader and the choir and the people who cleaned the building, everyone were volunteers. You can imagine in a fairly large organization where there's hierarchy and there's different types of leadership roles, there's some planning, there's some parties, there's some events, there's some actual speaking and teaching, there's some music, there's all these different working with different ages. There's like a a young, young group called nursery that's like the babies. And then there's people with the school age kids and then with the teenagers and then with the adults. And you can imagine across an organization like that, there are lots of different opportunities to volunteer. And Now, as an adult, I think about how that is a great opportunity for people to use their strengths in meaningful ways. What most often happened or what I saw happen a lot growing up, and I really sort of took this on and assumed this idea, was that people were placed in roles within the organization, 
So you didn't necessarily volunteer. You were asked to participate or received a calling is what is the verbiage. So you would be called into a particular role and then expected to fulfill that role as a volunteer. You didn't choose those roles. They were put upon you or you were invited into them. And often people would be invited into roles that really didn't fit their comfort zone at all and maybe didn't play to their strengths in very obvious ways. And the message that I heard over and over and over again was that we're putting this person in this role so that the thing that they're not good at, they can get better at. And even for myself, often when I was put in a role that I was a little bit uncomfortable with or felt like, gosh, I could be really doing a great job somewhere else, I would hear, this is where we need you because this is an opportunity for you to work on things that you're not very good at. (laughs) And I will say that, of course, there are some things in our lives that it would be really helpful for us to become better at. And in organizations that need volunteers, it's, you know, probably unlikely that you're going to be able to nail the strengths every time. I will say that when there's a big mismatch between what you're naturally good at, what you feel are your strengths, and where you feel comfortable and confident, you're probably less likely to be engaged, to feel fulfilled, satisfied, or content, or enjoy the role itself. And it may cause some some dissonance. You may feel like, I really want to like this thing, but I just, I just don't. And I think that that's okay. In fact, one of the things that I've been studying and digging into as part of school is this organizational project where we're working with an organization to help create a workshop training program, XYZ, something, to help them reach their goals. And in the case of my group and the organization we're working with, one of the things that we're facing is burnout and stress within a job position. In all of the articles that I've read, one of the things that's highlighted over and over again is fit. Is the person who's hired fit, naturally fit for the role that they've taken on? And if not, there's there may not be a lot that you can do. It might just be a mismatch. If someone's natural strengths and interests are not aligned with the role that they choose or are given, then that might be the root of the problem. Not that you need to teach them more or that they need to change in some way, but that we're mismatching a strength for a role. And one way that we can avoid or overcome that is to First of all, get clear on what our strengths are as individuals, and then seek out opportunities to use those strengths in meaningful ways. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want you to think about for a second what you're naturally good at or interested in. What are some of the things that just feel like you? They feel fun. They feel joyful. They feel easy in some ways. Those things may represent some of your strengths. 
there's also lots of different ways to gather more information if you don't have that just like beginning awareness or self-awareness. Some of them are personality tests. I know that when I was in junior high and high school, there were some really fun personality tests that we did. Myers-Briggs is one that comes to mind. I'm an ENFJ in the Myers-Briggs world. There was a color coding one where I was a red, blue. More recently, I've been interested in Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram 7. For those of you who know the Enneagram, that's the adventurer, and it just feels like I got to know myself better when I learned more about the Enneagram and gained some new understandings of myself. And then most recently, I've really loved learning more about my specific character strengths through the VIA Character Strengths Survey and the VIA Institute. This is firmly in the science of well-being world. It's a positive psychology arm that has been developed over the last 30 years, and it has empirically supported research around not only what are some of the key character strengths, but also the questions are peer-reviewed and have gone through rigorous research. And so you can feel pretty comfortable taking the free VIA survey that the results that come up for you are fairly accurate, fairly correlated to what's actually going on for you. You may recognize yourself as you do this. And if you haven't ever taken a character strengths survey, I want to encourage you and invite you like I did last week in happy class if you listen to the happy class episodes i invited you then i want to invite you again to go to the via institute.org and take the free survey and and find out a little bit more about yourself the character strengths on the via survey come up in a ranked order from your highest or strongest the top five would be considered your signature strengths down to your lower end These are still all strengths, however. There's 24 of them. I'm going to go through them really quickly, and I want you to just think as I'm reading off the character strengths themselves, I want you to think about which ones resonate with you as what feel like your higher strengths and what feel like your lower strengths. And then I'm curious to see how well aligned those are, your intuition, with your actual results. Here they are in alphabetical order. Appreciation of beauty and excellence. Bravery, creativity, curiosity, fairness, forgiveness, gratitude, honesty, hope, humility, humor, judgment, kindness, leadership, love, love of learning, perseverance, perspective, prudence, self-regulation, social intelligence, spirituality, teamwork, and zest. One thing that's interesting to note is that these strengths are organized by type. So there are strengths of wisdom, strengths of courage, strengths of humanity, strengths of justice, strengths of temperance, and strengths of transcendence. It probably won't be a surprise to you that my signature strengths all fall within wisdom and transcendence, and my lowest five, most of them fall within strengths of temperance. I'm not great at temperance. 
Now, here is where it becomes important to lift with our strengths. Knowing what my highest strengths are, curiosity, creativity, gratitude, spirituality, and love of learning, helps me to understand myself and also make decisions where my strengths can be best employed. How can I exercise the strengths of curiosity and creativity in my work? Understanding a little bit more about my strengths actually explains to me and helps me understand why my business, which has been so fun and interesting to run over the last 15 years, has also had about 10 different iterations, that it doesn't look the same. I didn't choose something and just keep doing that same thing. I'm curious and creative and I love to learn. And so I use those strengths as I make adjustments and shifts and sometimes totally abandon something in order to try something else. That idea of not sticking with the same thing forever or not niching down to like one particular thing to be very good at always felt like a weakness to me. I grew up and often said that I was a Jane of all trades and a master of none. I took golf lessons. I was a yellow belt in Taekwondo at one point. I played tennis. I was on the drill team. I did the service learning club. I loved to ski and taught snowboard instructing. And I've talked to you through, you know, 25, 30 odd jobs that I've had in my 40 years of life, probably in 30 years because I don't think I had a first job until I was about 10 working at my dad's office. The idea that I didn't ever get really good at one thing, but I was like pretty good at a a bunch of things, always felt like I must have done something wrong, like I missed the boat. And if I would have just picked something and stuck with it, that I would have excelled even further or greater than I have. And understanding that my strengths are my ability to pivot and to learn and to change and to grow and be flexible and creative, rather than feeling like, I'm not doing it right. I can embrace those things and enjoy the process of really leaning into what I'm good at and seeing how that benefits me and people around me. Because when I show up in my strength, I'm giving the best of myself to every role that I fulfill. I think it's fun and important to learn about ourselves so that we can feel even more comfortable in our own skin and we can use our strengths rather than set those aside so we can focus on our on building up our weaknesses. There's a place for both and the research would show that we are more fulfilled, more satisfied, and better off when we use our strengths in meaningful ways in our lives. The first step of that of course is knowing what they are. The second step for me has been to go beyond what I learn about myself into what I can learn about my kids and my friends and my family. I love when Ralphie Jacobs of Simply on Purpose, she's a parenting expert. She was on the show. I'll link her episode in the show notes. I think it's episode number 56. Really great episode about parenting on purpose. And one of the things that she says often is to water the flowers, not the weeds, when you're parenting. This is exactly focusing on the strengths that your kids have, focusing on the good that they do in the world rather than harping on the things that they're doing wrong and continually trying to change the things that aren't going right. What happens or what could happen if we were unconditionally encouraging with our kids' strengths? If we noticed them, we spotted them, we figured them out, and we lifted them up and we taught them to do the same, to not worry so much about what they're not great at and to really use to their benefit and their enjoyment, the things that they are. 
the VIA actually has a youth survey. I think that it starts around 10 or 12. That's like what they would say. But I'm going to have my kids do it. I haven't yet. I'm going to have my kids sit down and take it, take them out to lunch and sit down and do the survey and talk about using our strengths in meaningful ways and help them pinpoint maybe what are one or two ways that they could use one of their signature strengths in a meaningful way this next week. What would the world look like if people focused on our strengths and focused on the strengths in others? If we lifted up lives by what is going well and what we're doing right and what we're so good at, And if we let go a little bit of the idea that we need to force ourselves to do things that we're not very good at so that we can get better at them, there's nothing wrong with building up the things that we're not great at. We will feel better and more satisfied if we focus primarily on using our strengths for good and balancing those out. Now, you can overuse strengths as well. For example, in the case of curiosity, optimal use is this being open and intrigued Overuse of curiosity would be when you get noisy or intrusive. And underuse is when you're bored or apathetic. So curiosity in its beautiful middle that Aristotle's mean is when you're open and intrigued. What about curiosity? Curiosity in its optimal use is uniqueness that is practical and original. Overusing creativity might take you into the eccentric or odd or the place where you're actually not able to then function properly because things are just too off the wall. Now, underusing creativity looks like conforming or just doing what everyone else is doing. There's that beautiful middle where you're unique and original and that feels beneficial. Overuse of the strength of judgment would lead you to be cynical and rigid. If you're in an optimal use, you're open-minded and analytical. That's what judgment is, using your mind to consider different possibilities and analyze situations. If you're underusing your judgment, then you're more illogical or naive. As I wrap up today, I want you to think about you as a rock climber on that wall. This is your life, and you're climbing through it step by step. Are you going to strain and try to pull and wrench yourself up the wall using your small muscles, or are you going to lift yourself up with your strengths? Are you going to allow the things that you're already naturally, beautifully, uniquely good at to help elevate your whole experience, making life a little bit easier, a little bit more fulfilling, a little bit more joyful? Thank you so much for tuning in today to episode 226, Lift With Your Strength. I want to invite you, if it's been a little while since you left a rating and written review, to head over to iTunes and do that really quick. It just takes two minutes of your time, and I would hugely appreciate the lift that that would give to this show. In addition, I want to remind you about a couple opportunities to gather with me this year. If you want to learn a little bit more about yourself, feel more connected, rediscover that spark inside, and have a lot of fun while you're doing it, join me at grown-up summer camp. This is a camp that I created exclusively for grown-up women who could use a little space for themselves in their life. Maybe you've got a really busy job or you have a bunch of kids that you're taking care of all the time or a relationship or a partner or school that fills up your life to the point where sometimes you wonder if there's room for you left. Grown-up summer camp is a place where you can come be yourself in the company of other incredible women. This year, we're going to Glacier, Montana. We're going to be right outside the National Park in a Condé Nast 
recognized luxury glamping resort. If you're not a camper, this is still for you. You're gonna have a cozy bed, a beautiful safari tent. We have gathering spaces, a chef on site making our food. We're gonna venture in and spend an entire day gently hiking and picnicking in Glacier National Park. We're going to have daily mindful movement, meditation and crafts together. I have some incredible counselors coming to give workshops just for you. You'll learn about reconnecting to your body, reconnecting to your soul, and reconnecting to the earth. Summer camp is a transcendent, transformative experience, and I hope that you will join me. There's only space left for 15 more women at summer camp 2023. It's not until the end of July, so you've got plenty of time to prepare. You can reserve your spot with just $500 down today at livefreecreative.co slash summer camp. You are welcome to come by yourself. You will leave with friends, I promise. And if you wanna come with one or two friends, you can book a whole tent and earn some great savings that way. If you have any questions about Grown Up Summer Camp, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to share more about it with you. And I would love to see you there. I hope you have a really beautiful week, that you learn a little bit about your strengths and that you can start lifting with them more often in your life. Have a good one. Chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.